Hey guys, welcome to the Living and Collective Podcast, where we are inspiring and equipping women into living their full lives while working together as the collective. Hey friends, it's Lacey and Christy. We are back diving into the fall. We are so excited to join you guys last week. We are outside. The weather has finally taken a turn. It's beautiful. It's really hard to be inside right now because it's so lovely. So there's a little bit of mowing, blowing or something behind us, but it kind of sounds organic. It does. Sounds like you're just... Severe humming. It's just the natural weed eater in the background. (laughs) Oh my gosh, how's your week going? going really well. I think we are both just saying how the weeks are going by really fast. So I was talking fast. to another friend this morning who was like, oh my gosh, it is just, it's a lot. There's a lot. It feels like life is kind of coming at a quicker pace, totally. which in some ways feels really good. Mm-hmm. In some ways, it's still work to stay balanced, like what we were talking about last week, just being intentional with time. Totally. Um, but tell us, okay, tell us what's going on with you, because you well, have a lot. My things are like more... <laughs> More organic, motherly way. I love Tell it. Tell us what's going on with you because we well, haven't gotten an update. I we won't we won't dive deep into it, but um, but I am taking suggestions from our podcast last week, mm-hmm. and I've really I totally jumped into into the deep end um, into life because like school back, like everything happened. I was like, I can take on everything, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this, and I fully realized I appreciated the healthy rhythms of like having more space in my life. So. I took that back. I after our last podcast, like seriously, the next day, y'all, I just started canceling stuff, and that just was like wasn't a necessity. Um, and so I'm just trying to be like more healthy boundaries around that. And Christy really has helped me so much with this, you guys. You have such good boundaries, and I totally admire that about you. So thank you. And I know she looks at me every week like I'm a total hot mess express. No! I like screech into the house. I'm like, Aah! I just came from. 40 trainings and 20 of this and 50 of this and lunch and... No, just kidding. From how I see it, the perspective I see it, (laughs) I see it more like, oh my gosh, look at this reach that you have right now because you're really like pouring into people and it's a time when, you know, we both believe that the fitness and nutrition piece plays a really deeper role in people's lives Mm -hmm. because it gives us that... Um, sacred space, the energy we need. Um, just when you're respecting your body, you feel so good. And there's never been more of a time that people need that than now. And so I think like just watching what you're doing with your business is really beautiful because I don't think it's a coincidence that it's in the time that we're in right now where people just need, you believe in people, you have a lot of very organic energy that people need right now. So I think it's it's really cool from my perspective because oh I see you and I feel tired sometimes watching you because I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can never do that. But like the thing is, is that you are in a sweet season of your life where you do have this space um, because of where your kids are at and you just have this like natural contagious energy and it's You're working. Really Thank so I'm you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for having boundaries too. So you can be, yes. show up in that way that people need you to. I appreciate you saying that. I feel super motivated right now in, um, I was telling my husband, like, I just, it does feel fulfilling, like, and exciting. Like, I feel excited, too, and I was like, oh, my gosh, all my clients are just, like, in it. Like, when people, and I know Christine can say this, too, like, when we have clients, whether it's finish or nutrition, 
that are in it, y'all, it just makes me want to dive like 50 times deeper in with you. Like, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you back like tenfold. So um, right now, I'm just super blessed in that area, and I feel I feel so motivated by all the people. So I'm excited for that. Um, we just came off a amazing month together um, with a group, and we were really diving into more kind of like more body awareness um, kind of, I don't even want to say cues. Like, just, I think the whole month, I'll just say we we really took like four weeks to dive in. It was a nutrition program, but really trying to be more on the mindset piece as opposed to the hardcore data piece. And it was a nice kind of breather for both of us and us diving into it with them too. Um, so we had webinars with for our clients all last month and we're really excited you guys to share one of them today with you guys on the podcast um, that we recorded and it, it this week's is all about body awareness and really diving into the mindset of like what is hunger what is fullness like following our natural rhythms these are really important things and actually really important things I'm working on with my kids um, people ask us all the time like what how do I talk to my kids and we all are like we don't want to be triggering we don't want to raise red flags but we do need to talk to them and it is a health issue and so like I always try to like gear towards the hunger and fullness cues so we're excited to share this with you guys um yeah any other notes about that no I think I think that was really what made this group unique because normally when we have a short term like a month group we just don't have a lot of time we we stick to like the metrics and the black and whites because we want you guys to learn the most and so because of this unique environment that we're in right now we really felt it was important for people to reconnect to their bodies in this way and i think as we dove into it we realized like oh this is a piece that everyone needs to hear um and it really should be something that becomes just a standard in you know I think in another time and space, it might not be something you have to relearn, but because of our society, because we're so fast paced, because we use technology, you know, we're not as, we have to kind of reteach ourselves. Um, And I love what you said about your kids and that we don't even realize what we're modeling to them. Mm -hmm. So like, you're going to just organically share, like as your children watch you and then as the way way that you can have conversations with them, it's just going to be a really beautiful thing. So we're so excited. Yeah. To share this week with you. It's going to be... It's going to be awesome. It is a recorded webinar, so there's going to be, like, maybe some weirdness. I can't remember if I do anything weird, but I probably you do. You do not. There's probably no, a 99% no. chance. Um, but our group was called Back to the Basics, and I love just thinking that, like, let's let's strip away, like, all these things we learned. Um, people, we've all, including myself, have learned, like, some really bad habits over the years, and we can unlearn it. So let's... We're going back to the basics. We're talking about our body's natural rhythms and cues. There's an airplane or maybe a helicopter flying over right now. So Just all the things. Um, but I love that. Like, we do need to – this is a journey. We always talk about that with nutrition. It's a journey, and just, like, the constant education and reminders are so important. So we are excited to share this with you, and we love all the feedback and questions you have from today. Totally. And be on the lookout because we're going to start implementing some more questions and things from you in the future. On our Instagram, we're going to be asking some more questions because we really want this fall to be very interactive and be like, I know we know that there are specific questions out there from y'all. We've been, you know, you've been texting us a little, but like we really want to open it up to all of our listeners to ask specific questions. That was very random. I just needed you guys to know that. That was so good. Here we go. Here we go. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. When we talk about body awareness and just we we are we want to give you all a little space 
between the impulse or like the stimulus and the choice. So one of your first tools is getting in touch with how you actually feel um, with your emotions, especially right now, right? We're all feeling extra stressed out. We might be feeling lonelier than normal. Some of our things have been taken away that we are able to engage in community, whether it's your workout studio classes or it's your, you know, your girls group that usually goes out for wine. Like things are coming back, but it's still different. And we've come off of like these months of being isolated. Um, so being just bored, being depressed, feeling like a little lost where we are. All of those, because food does light up that part of our brains that gives us a reward, all of those feelings can lead us to thinking that we need to eat because we'll get that immediate response of reward. But we all know that that reward is super short-lived. Um, now, we're not talking about hunger. We're talking about tapping into emotional, the emotional trigger to eat. So we want to kind of take a pause in there to, to give ourselves a chance to think, do I actually feel hungry? Am I just feeling anxious? Am I just feeling lonely? Am I just feeling stressed out? And the habits, like the pathway that I've created is that when I feel stress, I automatically go to food or even if it's not every time, but just learning to listen to, am I hungry? And in the same way, if you're feeling hungry, like a lot of times those same emotions can lead us to not eat because it feels like it's a, something we can control when life feels out of control. Well, like I'm going to, that feeling of hunger kind of feels like a controlling piece. I want to hold on to that instead of nourishing myself when I need it. So um, listening to those, those pieces, listening to those emotions and breaking some of those habits, um, which could just be that mindless eating. And it, and you tend like we tend to like not crave carrots when we're feeling lonely <laughs> or a salad with like some delicious flank steak on top. Usually we crave like comfort foods. It's those foods that usually tend to elevate our blood sugar really quickly and then leave us with a crash. And then that depression, anxiety, any of those feelings are now they're even heightened worse because we're left with this like low blood sugar crash plus any of these weird feelings of shame and guilt, which we do not advocate. Like we don't want you to have feelings of shame and guilt around food. If you make a choice based off emotions, learn from it and move on. Like no shame or guilt, like no, no, no. But, but learning how to get in touch with that. What would you add, Lacey? That, this is just such an important. It is. Well, um, you made such a good point and that the theme of all of these points today is going to be pause. Um, especially we're like living in this like super fast paced, like instant reward society. Um, so taking that pause and slowing down is going to be like the action theme for the day. Um, but I mean, if we're real honest with ourselves, we've all emotionally ate. So we are very, honest that that is a very temporary fix and that does not fix the void that is there. So just even practicing becoming aware of what those emotions are and like, I am really bored. Like what else can I do? Can I go take an online course? Can I read a book? Can I like come up and come up with other, um, kind of like self-care options as opposed to food and listen, 100% we, <laughs> you're still going to emotionally eat sometimes and that's okay. And that's what Christy was just saying is like, just recognize what you're doing and being like, I'm not going to punish myself. I just want this and I'm going to move on from it and it will not matter at all. Um, but drawing like the first thing to do is drawing awareness to the situation is going to help you guys 
um, moving forward. And it's really helpful to replace habits. Like instead of just trying to stop something, um, the way that our brains work, it's really helpful to replace. So, and movement is very helpful. Like the way the brain likes that. So um, if you can replace, like when you have that impulse to want to eat, if you can replace that with doing something that is actually moving your body, it could be like just something in your house that you do, or it could literally be like walking at your front door walk down three houses, turn around and come back, fresh air and sunshine, just reboot your brain, get a little bit of, and like, oh, okay, now, now let's reassess. Am I hungry? No, I was just stressed and I'm feeling a little better. Or call a friend, like doing an action um, to replace. But sometimes like if we just try to like, I'm not listening, I'm not listening, like that might not help to just try to avoid a habit. Like let's replace it with a healthier habit and that, that's going to set you up for more success. I love that. Love that. Okay. And that kind of leads right into our next one, which is following your natural hunger cues. So this is a huge one I've been trying to practice forever. And if you listen to our podcast, I think at the beginning of the summer, um, first of all, I can say we are meant to feel hungry sometimes and not in a deprived way, but like, I know women that I've coached that are literally like, I just never feel hungry. And we all, y'all, I am the guiltiest person. I literally will go by the clock sometimes and be like, oh, it's 1130. It's lunchtime. And I'm not even remotely hungry, but I'm like, the clock says it's time to eat. I'm going to eat. Um, so stepping back from that. And again, it's the slowing down and practicing. Am I really hungry? What, I mean, and I mean, we say it to our kids like, oh, if you're really hungry, you're going to eat those vegetables. Like I think that to myself sometimes, sometimes too. I'm like, would I, do I want to eat like a healthy nourished meal or am I hungry in my mind, which kind of like leads me to our, the next point, um, that Christy and I've talked about. I didn't, we didn't get into it too much right here, but, um, our mind will see food and will, it will always be limitless in our mind. How much food we can eat. What did I write? Your mind will see food and always want more. Our bodies have limits to them, right? So we have to sync up that. Um, there was a podcast again, I think I was talking Christy, I was listening to that talked about like, we have like a hunger brain in our mind and a hunger brain in our stomach, which is our stomach in our bodies. And that's why there's like a disconnect sometimes, right? Like we'll never feel full mentally. We can be totally stuffed and we'll see a commercial for pizza and be like, Oh my gosh, pizza sounds really good. Cause we're thinking about it right here as opposed to like, what does your stomach feel? How does your body feel? Um, I think that big distinction, like when I heard that it was such an aha moment. Cause I was like, Oh, I really struggle with that. Cause I think my mind is my, I can be super honest about this is probably mentally hungry all the time. So I could mistake that for I need to eat all the time, but I have to constantly just take a pause and be like, well, how does my body feel? And often I am not hungry at all. Like if I just take my brain out of it, um, but our brains are really powerful. So that's like a whole, a whole nother message. What would you add to that? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's exactly what you're it's saying. It's very hard in our culture because we're surrounded by food all the time, but we're still working with a brain that was set up to protect us in more of a primal situation. Mm -hmm. There are certainly plenty of cultures that still like really eat food that they've 
fished or grown or, you know, they don't have this convenience food the way that we have it all around us all the time. I can't think of a single activity that you go out and do. Like, even if you go to FedEx or wherever, like to run an errand, I mean, there's snacks, they sell snacks everywhere. So it's just hard. We're surrounded by food. So, and, and the foods that were marketed to um, really are typically the foods that light up our brain in that response way. Like again, primarily, like if we're growing our own food, if we're fishing, if we're raising our own food in our backyard, they're not the types of foods that all elicit this really intense response, like fast food and candy and all the things that are surrounding us. So we have to work extra hard just to go back to listening to what it, it means to be hungry and full. And, um, and that, and, and this is just like all in a really gentle way, but just kind of learning to tap into our bodies again and listening to our bodies. Our bodies are so wise as women. And, and like, I'll even notice, I mean, that's the thing with macros, like saying, you know, I'm X grams of protein and this much carbs and this much fat every day. Well, yeah, that's a great tool. But honestly, as a woman, I mean, my needs are going to fluctuate. If I'm on my cycle, that's not just in your mind that you're hungrier. Or if I'm more sedentary, like in these months of healing after the baby, like, you know, it's, it's real that my hunger is, is less, but it's really hard for us to listen to that. So that's what we're encouraging you to do is kind of trust the wisdom of your body and start listening to that a little bit more to those cues. Um, and then that kind of moves right into number three, listening to that are you full feeling? And this is, I think, one of our best or most important points. It's just this mindfulness around mealtimes. And I totally, that has been my goal for this fall is just becoming more mindful at mealtimes. Again, being really present, chewing my food, having conversation with my family. And if they're not around, like keeping my phone away, like sitting down to a meal and treating myself like a human, like this is your meal time, like cut it up, chew it up, make it enjoyable. Like, um, for me in, in the spring, I was in this rhythm of always like roasting chicken breasts and making all these bowls out of it and it tasted great. And then I got to this point where like right now that just, it, it's bland. It tastes terrible to me. And I'm having to revisit, like, I, I don't want mealtime just to be something that like checks the boxes of my nutrients. I want to enjoy it. It, it needs to be something that brings joy. Um, so we would encourage all of you, like maybe just like 1%, like just changing 1%. Like if right now your family isn't able to sit down together for mealtime, just do one, one thing, like no phone at the table or just cutting more, or chewing just like five seconds longer each time or um, just whatever it takes for you to start listening. Like and then pushing away when you're just, if, if you have an issue with tending to overeat at your mealtimes, pushing away just a little bit before you feel that fullness and letting your body take its time because of the delay from your brain, from your stomach to your brain on like, I'm full. If you struggle with that feeling of overeating, which is, we all know it's just like a bummer. Like it's so hard. At, like if every meal, like it's really hard to struggle with that feeling at meals when you're, you're done and you're like, man, I feel bloated. I feel just like, like, I don't mean the shame and guilt. I mean, physiologically, you just feel like, oh, I just, it's too much. Like I yeah. eat too much. Well, and I think, I mean, I'll just lump us all into like a similar age category. I think we all grew up in the kind of like finish your plate, um, 
era. Um, and it's still there. Like I still struggle with that, not in like a finish your plate, but like wasting food. And um, we eat leftovers, so I'll just put it to leftovers. But I want to challenge you guys to just think like, maybe leave something on your plate. Like our serving sizes have just gotten out of control. I mean, especially eating out. So just look at your plate. And, um, I love thinking about food. It's that whole like law of diminishing returns. Like your first bite's always going to be your best bite. And we know like Christy and I love food. You guys like clients tell us all the time. Well, I just love food. And it's a huge part of our culture. Like we entertain, we socialize, like it's a lot of what we do. And we're not trying to take that away from you. We're just trying to give you tools and, and to help you enjoy it more and kind of just like follow your body's natural rhythms of being like, I'm, I'm good. Um, our food, like back to what you were saying earlier. Um, it, I want to say like, it's almost not even our own fault because our, especially in the Western culture, like our food is so palatable compared to other cultures and it's just hard. Like our bodies are like literally like more, more, more. They've done studies on rats where they give them a Western diet and they literally all become obese because they can't stop eating it. Um, so we want you to enjoy it, but your body will also tell you when you're full. So like Christy said, just checking in, eating slower, drinking water, setting down your fork, having conversation, um, being mindful, like looking at your food and being like, I'm going to enjoy all of this. Whatever it is that you're eating um, is super important. That's like a real big piece. Cause we are, we are so busy. And, and so, especially as women, it almost feels like a badge of honor sometimes when we're just like shoving something in our mouth on the run as we run out the door and like, no, we deserve more than that. And again, this isn't in a way of like shaming or anything, but just like, if you can sit down and give yourself five minutes to eat breakfast, like it doesn't have to be a big thing, but just sit down when you eat lunch and try to like put something on a plate. And I'm a hundred percent when I'm busy, I can be a total grazer and eat all my meals standing up. And at the end of the day, I can't recall as well what I ate yeah. as I sit down and I make it a meal and I just like take my time and enjoy it. Again, we're not asking anything. It doesn't have to be like hour long. If you don't have it that time, like it can still be pretty brief. Um, but the more mindful we can be. And then it, it does like create this feeling too around our food of gratitude and of community and of these, these pieces that food was supposed to be more than just, you know, kind of what we've made it in our fast paced world. It kind of brings back some of those pieces that bring us joy. Yeah. I love that. And I, um, I told Christy an example. I love to give real life of examples and just throw myself under the bus here. But, um, in us talking and kind of like exploring this topic earlier this year, I was out to eat with my husband and we we're on date night. We we're splitting nachos and he was like, you have half and I have half. And I was like, okay, you know, well, I had, um, eaten all, but there was still one on the plate and I was so full. You guys, I was so full. And he's like, okay, well that last one's yours. And I like grabbed it just out of like, because we were splitting and it was like my obligation to have it. And I instantly thought about like Christina's conversation. I was like, oh my God, I am so full. I do not need this nacho. But like, I felt bad leaving it on the plate. Like I had this guilt about leaving it. And then we're like on this date night. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need that. If you want it, you can have it. But just like stopping to recognize that was such an aha moment for me. And we keep saying this, like it literally just takes practice. Like these things, you're, I think people try to go from like, have like an on and off switch with this. And it isn't, it's literally like practice, practice, fail, practice, fail, practice, fail, just over and over, just kind of 
changing your routine and habits into it. Um, so that's all we're trying to encourage you to do. If you guys try too fast to go from like zero to a hundred, it always will set you up for failure, which actually that like tease right into our fourth topic. Look at that. I didn't even know I was doing that is going from a restrictive mindset to an abundance mindset. And, um, this is like a really big topic, but we'll just narrow it down, um, into small and, um, we want to encourage you guys. We use the chocolate chip cookie recipe, but I mean, example, I love real world examples. I just realized that about myself. <laughs> like there will always be chocolate chip cookies. If you give yourself permission to know that you can have that special treat again, or that bad food, um, we've all been there that Saturday night where you're like, well, I'm going to start again on Monday. I'm just going to eat all this cake tonight. Right. Um, whenever we have a restrictive mindset in our brain of, I'm not going to have this again, this is a special treat. This is bad for me. Um, I shouldn't be eating this, like all these negative feelings, guilt, shame, restriction, those, whenever we place those labels on things, it tends to backfire on us. So I want you guys, we want you guys to shift to that mindset of like, there is, we do live in a culture, which thankfully there is an abundance of food and you will have those special treats again. And it is the, not the last time you will have dryers, homemade vanilla ice cream, because it will always be at the store. Even though we tell ourselves, well, this is it. I'm just going to have it tonight. And then that's it. That's a story we're telling ourselves. You guys, it is still there. You're have a little bit and be like, I'm good. And, and with that same thing, don't restrict it, right? Like have a little bit of it and then move on and be like, oh, I can have a little bit tomorrow. Um, I love, I love, love, love this topic. Do you have anything to add? I know you do because it's, we love talking about this. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what you said is so good. Um, we don't, this is why Lacey and I really want, don't like to advocate like a certain diets or, you know, eliminating unless it's for health reasons. Um, we like to front load with really nutritious foods, but I think any time that we tell ourselves that a food is off limits or it's bad or whatever, you know, and again, if you've got an allergy, like obviously don't eat it. But um, when you have the freedom to have things in moderation, it takes that allure out of exactly how Lacey described that whole, like, oh, I'll start on Monday. I'm going to not eat any sugar at all starting Monday, or I'm going to not eat any of this at all starting Monday. Um, can kind of set us up to fail if you have a, if you have a relation, a binging relationship with food and that can just be something small. Like it doesn't mean that you eat the whole box of cookies. It could just mean eating more than you feel comfortable with, like eating more than you wanted to. Um, so the more we can have an abundance mindset of everything is available to us. And Lacey and I really love for you all to learn how does a food make my body feel? Because so many times we are in this shame, guilt mentality that we never are able to pull back enough to say like, oh, I don't need to be, feel shameful about eating pizza, but it doesn't make me feel that good. Or maybe it makes me feel better when I eat one piece of pizza and a huge salad with some chicken on it. So I feel nourished in the whole process. Like I don't have to say I'm never eating pizza, but maybe as I learn to listen to my body you know, I can find a healthier balance um, 
But when everything is an option and you've got the abundance mindset that Lacey was talking about, that it's always available to you. Nothing is off limits. It doesn't sound as sexy to say like, you know, I'm going sugar free for 30 days. And there's, there's certainly like, there's a time and place for that. That can be a really great tool to find out, gosh, I'm sleeping better. My mood is better. All these things. If that's what you need to do, that's great. But we don't, in our programs necessarily advocate that because we want you to really learn that nothing is off limits. You don't have to feel pushed in a corner to be like, feel like you need to binge or hide or do any of these activities that everything is there. And as you track your food, this is why we love that tool of tracking. You can see like, wow, eating one brownie really does look different than eating three brownies. Like one brownie, you know, yeah, it impacts my day, my goals, but like three brownies is like basically half of my daily goals in like this 20 minute thing that happened that I don't even feel good about afterwards. So the tracking piece, like as we track, it's just a tool, but it does kind of help us make those decisions a little better. Cause you're like, you know what? I can have a brownie. That sounds delicious. And I want it and I'm going to feel great afterwards, but I don't need to have three. Three is going to really mess up my day. One is going to be a treat and it's going to taste delicious and I'm going to enjoy it and move on. Um, so that tracking piece too kind of helps because when you have to input it into your, again, not in a way that's guilt and shame, but when you have to kind of see the numbers for what they are, it's a lot different when you eat a serving of ice cream versus the entire pint of ice cream in the numbers. Um, so it just kind of helps because then you're in the driver's seat instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, that binge overcame me and I just ate a pint of ice cream and I didn't even want to. You can be thinking like, yeah, ice cream sounds good. I'm going to scoop it out into a bowl. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to enjoy it. I don't have to feel guilty or shameful and I'm going to move on. Yeah. And, it, and I always think about that same thing, the law of return. Like we ate a ton of ice cream this summer. Here I am with my real world examples again. Um, and I think I told Christy, we talked over the summer about this. I was like, I would find myself just eating it and then it was mindless. But when I consciously ate it, like after a few bites, like it doesn't get any better y'all. Like it's really good. And then it just kind of stays the same or doesn't get as, as fulfilling. Um, so just that mindful piece with that. And then to piggyback off what Christy said, which was awesome is I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You go for a second. We have like two more minutes and then we're going to get cut off. Any from questions? Our... Yeah. Do you guys have any questions? Oh, I know what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I got it. I squirrel all the time. Christy, thank you for putting up with me. Okay. So our program, and like she said, is different because we want you guys to think about what can I add into my diet, which mostly is protein and a lot of times carbs. So it's like a win-win, but what can I add in to really help my life? When you have that mindset, it's so much healthier and puts you on such a better track for success as opposed to other nutrition plans where it's like constantly restrictive. Um, that usually does set us up for failure. And then we blame ourselves where it's like, it's actually, no, it's not your fault that you did it. It's that you set yourself up with this restrictive plan that wasn't healthy and nourishing to begin with. Thank you so much for joining us on this special episode of the Living in Collective podcast. We hope you enjoyed that and got something out of how to connect better to your own body, how to listen, how to stay in tune, um, and just being curious around your decisions. 
There's no need for us to judge ourselves. In fact, living in a space of judgment often does the reverse of what we want it to. So just be in a place of curiosity this week. Notice how you're feeling when you make the decisions that you make. Learn how to listen and honor what your body is telling you. We are so grateful to be on this journey to health and wellness with you. Uh, let us know what you think, share us with your friends. And again, we just are very, very grateful for this community. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.